Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 436. And we got a bonus episode for you. And it's, I love it. I love it, man. We talked about doing this. And within two days, it was recorded. This is a chat with Mopes, um, who's a rapper from Providence, Rhode Isle. He's on Strange Famous. He used to go by the name of Prolific. Um, and we talk about all of this, but he quit music for a bit. Prolific and Buddy Peace came on tour with me years ago. We, we talk about that a bit. But yeah, we generally talk about his route into rapping, you know, getting in with Sage Francis and B. Dolan and Strange Famous in general, his reasons for retiring, essentially, and then his reasons for coming back as a different MC, producer, videographer under the name of Mopes, M-O-P-E-S. And man, it flows so naturally. It's As I said, I've not caught up with Mopes since long before he was Mopes. So it was really, really genuinely nice to jump on Zoom and not just be firing each other Instagram DM every now and then or a like or a comment. So this was a really nice one. Um, and I think you're going to really enjoy it. And you're going to, his new music's amazing. So yeah. There's plenty to get your teeth into uh, with this one. As ever, I mentioned Sage Francis and B. B. Dolan. You can can buy their records over at speechdevelopmentrecords.com along with my own stuff, all sorts of other goodness over there. Um, And you can support by going to patreon.com forward slash Pip, where for the price of like a cup of tea a month, you can support the podcast and you might occasionally get some some secret Zoom hangouts with me and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, loads of good stuff going on over there. Oh, there's not. Uh, My Patreon, there's hardly anything going on over there. But you get the idea. It's cheap and you can support. (laughs) There's good stuff going on here, though, because this is episode 436 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Mopes. Right, there we go. I've rushed into this recording because as soon as my guest popped up on screen, I just wanted to get into catching up. And and that's the, that's what this episode is very much going to be. Like, mate, I've made the fewest n- notes. You can't see because my screen's b- g- glowing out there. But I've made such few notes because we just need to catch up. I'm joined t- uh, uh, today by Mopes. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Uh, you know, shit's been crazy uh, yeah. personally and obviously globally. And uh, um, but honestly, I, I feel the best I've felt, and I can't remember how long. So yeah, this it's one of the reasons I was excited to talk because you know we don't catch up l- loads. We kind of go back and forth on social media every now and then. But um, I've kind of seen a new fire in you and and a new drive and motivation which is exciting and then i've heard it on the music and then i've had a mutual friend and lord and savior sage francis talk to me hit me up saying have you seen what's going on at the moment because it's it's all changed so there's been excitement there and then when i heard sage on another podcast recently he was talking about some of you guys's early days interactions which I didn't know about. So, yeah, I thought we should just get on 
and catch up. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, it was weird. Like, you know, I went through some personal shit, um, ended up getting divorced um, before the pandemic started. And I had like a rekindled relationship with music. Because I had, I, like in 2015, 2016, I thought I was kind of done. I was just kind of like, you know, I was, I had, my career was in video production and I didn't really, um, it was kind of like a, a hard parting ways with music. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, I just didn't see like the point of it. And then, uh, once I got divorced and all other kinds of shit happened, I was like, I found music again. And I like realized how much I needed it. Like how much it's like a coping me- mechanism for me and how much I just love the process of it. Yeah. So I just slowly started to dip back into it, and then I haven't fucking stopped. It's just been like this. I've been like on a mission. And when I started um, really, like I was just, I wanted to get better as a producer, and I wanted to get like, you know, writing for me has always been therapeutic, but I just wanted to, I wanted to dive deeper and become a better writer, better writer, just everything. I wanted to get better at it. And I was like, you know what? I need, I'm going to change my rap name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 that's a big change. Like, this is the first time I've spoken yeah, to Mopes because <laughs> we've not spoken since you became Mopes. So I know, it's kind right? of, it's it's, one of them. Like, it's such a numbers, like, <laughs> the music thing, you know, it's such a numbers thing. And, yeah. um, you know, the like having recognition, having some kind of clout always makes things a little bit easier. But there was a part of me that was like, fuck it, I want to start fresh. Like, I want to, like, because I was, I mean, when I first started, I was 17. Uh, the first right. time, like, I really started to get, like, I got recognition in Rhode Island at, at one of the open mics. And, you know, early 20s, like, I had, there was like, a lot of baggage that came with that name, Prolific, you know? Yeah. And a lot of assumptions with it. So I was like, I'm fucking going to change my name and then I'm going to, uh, yeah, and I'm going to just hit the ground running. Well, and prolific I, is, a, a, you know, a traditional... Yeah braggadocious rap name right it's it's, yeah, it's yeah. telling you as soon as the guy walks in the door it's like yeah i'm i'm here to do my thing it's yeah it's straight and, uh, up it's, it's you know and i i was just like yeah i just wanted to start fresh i don't know i just I, and i think there was a part of me too that, that i had that hunger that i had when i was younger i wanted there i wanted to start from zero and some like a, as much as i could and then work my way up you know um because there's something about not having, just not having all these uh, like narratives on you of who you are as an artist, and you know what I mean. Like there's just there was a lot of narratives about who I was as a person and all this, and I'm just like fuck this shit. I'm starting like the 17 year old me is there. Yeah. I'm like a 40 year old dad now, <laughs> and like I'm this is I'm a, I'm all grown up, you know. It's it's, so. it's it's I mean I'm always excited about new new music f- from you. I mean we'll get into kind of where our paths have crossed in the past as well. Yeah. But I was really excited about this, and it's for two reasons. It's number one, it's because I knew you'd kind of successfully got out, (laughs) if you know what I mean. (laughs) You weren't on on that, I've just got to make music because that's what I've got to do, and there's a new tour Mm. schedule or a new Mm. festival season or whatever else it might be. This was a, you got away, so now I know you're writing because you want to write. And that's always exciting yep. to to, to yep. me artistically. The fact that it's not simply, a, particularly with independent artists, there is a level of we've got bills to pay, you know. Mm. So an album yep. at, at, at a certain point it has to come because I need to tour and I need yeah. to get these people 
back in the room and I need to yep. see them at the merch booth and and yeah. all this kind of thing. It can become, it can be a great motivator and it can create great work. But I don't know, something, something really, like the reason I stopped making music was that kind of, I was like, right, every album I've made, I felt I've made it because I wanted to. And I'm starting to worry. I'm going to start making it because I'm in this in this this cycle because I need to tour and all yeah. that. So I was like, I'd rather walk yeah. away and not do that. So yeah, that number one excites me. But number two, it was the name change because I know that's got to come from an artistic place and a you place. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you've built a name. It's, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> business wise, I don't yeah. know if there was any pushback from from Sage or Strange Famous or anyone else because. There's negatives in that. There is, like, business-wise, that there is negatives in that. Oh, for sure. you've built your fan base. They know your name. Oh, for if sure. If you're coming back, oh, here's Prolific. I've seen Prolific. Yeah. I've seen this. Whereas, here's <laughs> yeah. Mopes. Oh, what's that? <laughs> yeah. You know? So, I, I remember... But that excites me. That kind of sh- sh- shit excites me because I know it's an artistic choice rather than a necessarily so, a business choice. Yeah, so let me... Let me I'll, I'll back up because I want to say something you said before. I, I hit a crossroad when I was... Like, right when Ugly Truth came out. Yeah. Whereas, like, am I gonna am I gonna go this path with music, or am I gonna go video production? Yeah. And there was a part of me that was just like, I don't know if I can bank my living on people liking me. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if I'm that kind of personality. Like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I am so fucking stubborn, and I'm, uh, I, I'm very much about the art of it that I don't know if I can, if I have what it takes to make. You know, I was broke. And I was like, do I want to be broke? Like, this, you know, and I, but I have this other thing that I like and I can do. So that was, that was a huge part of me. And I think a necessary part of me kind of venturing off doing the video production thing and then coming back. You see, that's a key, the, 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 the key word as well there was like. Do you know what I yeah. mean? So many people yeah. in this industry are doing a job they hate to pay the bills yep. to then make it to fund their, their, their music career. Or whatever else, yeah. the key part there is if you've got something else that you like as well and you're good at, but that can pay the bills. I can completely see how that'd be a. I'm going over here now. Yeah, like video production is based on like skill. Like, yeah. so if you have skill and you can work with people, people will hire you. Yeah, but yeah, just because yeah. you have skill in music doesn't mean you're gonna make it. You know, it's like it's like that. Um, you know, just because you're you have 100 percent talent, if you don't have the the business sense and you just you don't you don't have that right synergy with the crowd and yeah. and timing it just it won't work out and i was like i don't know if i can place that bet you know so uh it's but it worked out like i it worked i didn't you know I, I, did you, my did career you, is now is a, did, yeah. did you feel any of that was highlighted working with and being around people like sage and dolan because they're two people that i've met along my career who have both sides of that they've got the business head for it and mm. they've got that that raw talent, that that yeah. all, all all these different things. And I think there's definitely people I've seen as part of the strange famous kind of crew who you can go, right, that one, they've definitely got the raw talent, but they maybe haven't got the the connection <laughs> or the this side of it or yeah. the that side of it. And I think that can be highlighted when you're around those who are gonna be going. And 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 both of them can be quite frank about shit pardon the pun as well kind of thing to yeah. be like yo here's what you've got to be doing here's it needs to be more as you say t- talent ain't enough in this game yeah you know? i mean sage has been kind of my big brother since 
I was like 18, 19. Growing up in the same scene, like he was, you know, he's older than me and he got way more recognition than me, obviously, before. But when I started, he was kind of the bar yeah. in Rhode Island. Yeah. And he's, he's, I mean, I'll, and I know I'm an, I like New York rap. Like I like you know, Mob Deep and all that shit, but Sage is top five, one of the best writers to me in hip hop, period. 100%, and man. one of the 100%. best performers, right? And so, like, seeing him, it's just like, fuck, like, he's the pinnacle, you know what I mean? And I know that, that, um, me and him are different. Like, I can't, he puts himself out there in ways that, when, especially when I was younger, that I couldn't do. I, and I, I think there was, he was definitely pushing me in ways that I was, I wasn't ready. I was too immature. I wasn't, like, I didn't have enough self confidence, I think. I didn't, I couldn't see the road. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. At that age, like, I knew that, like, I was getting enough recognition and praise from, from people I respected and people who's like, who, who had, like, substance and opinion in, in underground hip hop. But I'm like, I just don't see the road for me. So I've been, in, I've continued talking with him throughout this whole time and then when i wanted to come back like hungry and ready and i was like dude look this is what i'm thinking like i'm gonna i'm on fire right now and i was like i want to change my name this is my this is like this is what i'm thinking these are these are my goals and he was 100 at my back you know what i mean yeah. so i think uh, i've always trusted his uh, his opinion towards things i've always asked his, his advice and this time around felt i, I felt more um confident and the energy felt right yeah yeah this like meaning like like the, the past couple of years and uh, um yeah i just think i'm more mature and more smarter and, and i'm hitting him up more now about advice probably than i did when i was younger you know so can, can we rewind and talk a little bit about that yeah. journey from from fan to family because i can relate to that yeah. completely i was a sage fan even all the all this way across the pond i was getting the yeah uh, the thick of CDs on import at the one record store in London that could import stuff like that. I was going to shows and buying versions that didn't have a label off of him on like his early UK yeah. dates. And there's loads of that he doesn't even know about because I wasn't <laughs> Scroobius Pip then. I wasn't I wasn't anything yeah. to make an impact at that point. So yeah. it's mad years later. And I'm I'm gonna be doing a podcast about it actually in 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 the future because I realized there's a lot of these stories that aren't really there and, and no one knows. As I said, I've, I've touched upon to Sage that, like, I gave him an early demo at a show of his in New York and it wasn't until, like, three years later he heard of me on, on yeah. MySpace. It's like, oh, no, no, we've met. I've tried to hustle you, but <laughs> it didn't work at the time. I'm glad because, as you say, similarly, yeah. I wasn't ready then. Like, I've dug out the first email I sent to Sage and it's the cringiest yeah. shit in the world. I'm yeah, swearing yeah. every other Gosh. sentence to try and seem relaxed and comfortable. Like, I'm fucking, yeah. you know, it is what it is, man. Um, and it, it's it's terrible. Yeah. So we properly met when the time was right. But I heard yeah. him talking on a great podcast recently, and he was mentioning you and saying how you were like a kid just turning up at the, like, yeah. at the radio shows, at things like this. And he was, yeah. in his mind literally a school kid's turning up but is yeah. there to go and ready to to go and hustle yeah. so what was that kind of that introduction and then the journey yeah so uh so i when i first started writing i was just writing in my bedroom recording in my like my parents didn't even know it was like a yeah. secret um and i was showing my demos to friends and stuff and then uh, um i did like my first open mic 
at this like local spot in Cranston. And then like the big spot was this place called the Black Rep in Providence. That's like where everybody in like from like Boston, Connecticut, Rhode Island, like that's well, that was like a huge hub for underground hip hop at the time. So I got the balls to get up on stage and go there. And I kind of um, had a little bit of a bell ringing. Like I, I, I did pretty well. And people were like, oh, who the fuck is this kid? Because like at that time, like, again, there weren't many white folks doing it. So mm. here I am, this very skinny white kid going up there. And like, like, who the fuck is this kid? So that's how I started. That's like that was my journey into like Rhode Island hip hop scene. The, the the motivation of of doing it and realizing number one you can do it and number two you're exactly quite good. and I got yeah and you've like, not you've not because un- again I had a very similar thing where I was like I'm just gonna do this and then quite quickly people were like oh you're dope and it's yeah. like oh yeah. okay well maybe I can need, do this right? as a career then rather than just yeah you just like. Yeah, yeah, and I, I never had thoughts of a career. I was like, oh, shit. I, did, I didn't know if I'd be allowed, just... let alone be told <laughs> no, exactly. I'm good and yeah, be, exactly. you know. Honestly, it was like a stamp of approval. Like, yeah. you can come here again, and we're not going to, yeah. like, boo you mercilessly off the stage, basically. Yeah. Um. So that was my step, and I was like, oh, shit. Okay, maybe I can actually do this. And then um, I knew of Sage through, he would come on, um, there was a, a radio station, 90.3, a college radio station out of URI where he would appear as a guest on uh, Megan Stress's show. So I would hear like some of his freestyles and stuff. Some of those m- made him on to like the sick of, of waiting e- EPs and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, I'm sure exactly. a few freestyles yeah. and that from there were. Yeah. yeah. So I heard it and I was like, yeah, he's good. You know what I mean? I never really, I didn't, he wasn't really like a, what he became then. I, was, I just, mm. I just knew of his name. And then he got his own show, his own radio show. And then he started playing stuff like Soul, Alias, mm-hmm. the early Indycon dudes, Buck 65. He was playing um, just like all kinds of music that I haven't heard of. 6-2. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. So, so, that, so then I was like, okay. It's like, so I know that I have to get him my demo. So we just would cross paths at like random open mics or I would go to one of his shows. And then at some point I had the, like, I think it was his last show. I built up the courage to give him my demo to play on his radio show. And we drove up there. Like, so it's probably like a 40 minute drive. We drove up there. I gave him my demo and the dude played it, but I couldn't even listen to it. I had, I had left the room. I had to leave this. I had to go outside. I was like, I can't even, I was so, uh, yeah, it was just, it was a moment, but I was so, uh, like, you know how it is. I was like, kind of embarrassed, but like I just couldn't hear. I was like cringy. I was very yeah. cringy. I was yeah, like yeah, a cringy yeah, yeah. email that you sent him. That's what it felt like. Yeah. So, and that's what kind of, that kind of solidified like the first step in our relationship. And then he would kind of check up on me and I would, um, I started going to some of the spoken word stuff that he was doing. And that's when I really saw like who this dude was as a writer. Yeah. And I, like his first couple of uh, um, spoken word pieces I saw live, I was fucking floored i had i just like i hadn't seen like i knew about saul williams but i just i hadn't seen somebody who i heard rap kind of transition and then start to see them blend what they were doing they're writing from spoken word into rap and i was just like holy shit so he he just kind of became this again he set the bar it's like if i'm gonna do this like i like this is the guy like he's the guy that i'm gonna chase and I'm going to emulate, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm, I want to try to learn from. So um, 
in and out of scenes. And then uh, I, I had gone to Scribble Jam in 2000. I think I was 18. Yeah. Fucking, again, I was like very young, very naive. And I, I met him there and he introduced me to Soul from Anaconda. He introduced me to Kevin Beecham. And he just, yeah, again, he just kind of big brothered me along the way. And like, uh, I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but I almost signed to Anacon when I was young. Yeah. Um, but just didn't work out. Um, but yeah, he just introduced me to all those folks. And then um, I had put out another uh, demo in like 2003. And then I had done a, um, a group album with this dude Robust on Galapagos 4 called Stick Figures. And then around that time, I had went on my first tour and I remember getting the email. He was like, hey, I'm, I'm like going to push Strange Famous and make it like a label. Do you, you're going to be the first act. Do you, are you down? I'm going to pair you with Reanimator. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, let's go. <laughs> like, let's go, you know? And that's been our history, you know? Amazing. So, it's, 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 it's crazy. I, th- I think it's fascinating to hear. And again, no matter how many different times I hear either stories direct or experience them myself or, or or hear them on podcasts it's amazing to hear how small and intimate that yeah. kind of scene was at the time with soul with the anticon lot with the strange famous yeah. lot with the rhymes sayers lot from this side of the pond that was the fucking dream and the goal yeah, and, and i'm assuming that this is huge everyone over the world knows about it and i remember playing a strange famous show at south by southwest and again, I've probably mentioned this a few times on the podcast, but I'm about to go on and buck sixty five is side stage talking to idea and 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 the Doomtree lot are in the crowd and Sage is introducing and Dolan's on the merch and I'm thinking this is my CD collection at home in in, in this room <laughs> yeah. and it's real when they're just normal people. Like, as you mentioned, Scribble yeah. Jam, I instinctively yeah. glanced over at my DVD collection because, again, importing yeah. those DVDs was, was my things. So the thought of just rocking up there and going, hello, you know, here's, here's what <laughs> we I do. Took a, we, yeah, I remember I took a Greyhound bus. Actually, yeah, it was me and my other friend. We took a Greyhound bus from Providence to Cincinnati. I think I was I had just turned eighteen. He, I think he was sixteen, and we uh, actually. So, so yeah, we took the bus, and at some point, Vast Air was in the seat in front of us. Got that? And I. This is before Can Ox stuff because the one of the first producers I worked with, Sunspark, he was from Long Island, and he was uh, he knew some of the members of Adams Fam which Vast Air came from right, yeah, in, yeah, in New yeah. York. So I remember, and I'm like, yo, is that fucking Vast in front of us? And then sure enough, I see him at Scribble Jam. I'm like, yo, we're on the fucking bus together. Yeah, it was it was just a different time because yeah. it was yeah. so raw and everybody was hungry. And I, yeah, just, it'll never be a time like that again. It was crazy. So, you know? so... How was that being paired up as kind of the the launch pad of Strange Famous? For those who don't know, Strange Famous was the label that, that Sage Francis set up initially to release his mixtapes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then you were, were, were the, as I said, he paired you up with a reanimator. It was, it, it was prolific and reanimator stuff was the, the first time I heard of you because, again, yeah, Strange Famous had that had that reputation and that 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 benchmark that it's like right i'll pay yeah. attention to this with 
in, yeah. in years to come with B. Dolan, with putting out whether it's albums or collabs with Buck Sixty Five or with with Aesop appearing on stuff and all sorts of other stuff. This was kind of yeah. of the standard. Did you feel a pressure there? Because again, you're you're going from r- 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 rap kid to yeah. you're on a label now, which means there's going to be <laughs> yeah. pressure to tour. There's going to be play yeah. live. There's going to be either tour yeah. on your own or support. And these things are real, yeah. and particularly in, I found it out as soon as I came and toured America. America's a big place. It's not an easy yeah. thing to tour. You, I think of touring <laughs> in the UK as a struggle, but in reality, it's a couple of hour drive each day or whatever. When we did our first yeah. American tour with Dolan, it was yeah, it's it's a slog, man. So how was yeah. that that being given the opportunity, but then realizing right now I need to. Also, step sh- shit up. Like this isn't just a. Yeah. Oh, here you go. This is a. I'm opening the door, but you've got to come in. Yeah. Make your way up four four flights of stairs, and and <laughs> and, and get in the room yourself. Yeah. I mean, so luckily, I had a little bit. I have I had toured a little bit before mm-hmm. I got signed on his label. I was on like a small label, which is Galapagos Four. I already started to started to put stuff out independently, so I kind of had a little bit of a foundation to work with. Yeah, but it's different because now it's like a little, you know, you're yeah, it's, you're you're more on a spotlight. You're more um, there's more expectations of you. Um, and I mean, and Dolan and Sage, man, that's two of the, two of the best writers out yeah. there. You know, yeah. so it's a, again, it's a high bar to um, to come through. But I knew that I was like I. I, I always knew I, I was going to be myself. Like, I can only be who I am, and I can't be anything other than that. So, and I work, I try to work my ass off. So, like, I, I knew the music was, was going to be there. The, but for me, the struggle was I like, n- like 90s New York rap. Like, that's my, like, I, if, if like, I listen to Prodigy and I try to like I try to sound like him, even though I don't sound anything like him. But yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm still trying to sound like Prodigy. Like, so I had to. There was a. Um, I had to get like so- more sophisticated about music and not just like '90s hip hop sound, mm-hmm. you know. And Reanimator as a producer is just. I've never worked with anybody of that talent who yeah. actually understood producing, who actually understood music. So that whole album for me was just like a lesson. A lesson of rather like than how the, to put rather it. than just sample loops, which a lot of rap, exactly. well, particularly early days yes. rap, is just here's sample loops because that's the nineties kind of New York hip hop style. Yeah, and it's exactly, always exciting right? it's like, when you find a producer who's like, Oh no, we're building like we're making music. Yes, here. we're making a song. Yeah, yeah, we're making this is how you actually like have peaks and valleys in a song. This is how we're gonna arrange it. And like even though the this song is good, it doesn't really fit with the overall feel of the albums. So, like just shit that I never think thought about because yeah. I don't have any yeah. musical background. I was yeah. like, I, I just, you know, like we just start writing, you start making beats and that's kind of your education is yeah. just jumping in the water. Right. So that whole experience of putting an album together, like I, I was just kind of sitting back and learning from reanimator and learning from Sage and just like how, like how, like how they put things together. I learned about like, dubs you know doing your overdubs like doing multiple overdubs mm-hmm. and layering and all that stuff so that whole aspect for me was was such a an amazing learning experience that i, I sage know is, that sage is a hundred percent the man to learn from his on that yeah. right his meticulousness on vocal um, recording and and, and layers oh, yes. and overdubs it's like he's 
He's a beast. Yeah, I mean, he's I mean, yeah, he, he's a 100% a beast. And Reanimator on his end, he's another beast who yeah. who is doesn't get a lot of recognition because he's just he's kind of a, a phantom. You know, he's just yeah. like this guy that ran, that puts out music, but it, no one really knows who he is. But he just like, his layering of samples, his like you can just hear all these influences. Like you can hear Bomb Squad, you can hear like like folky like rock stuff, and it, he he made it work. And I had to get used to that because I'm just like I want to hear like you know I want to hear a soul sample <laughs> and just drums on it. You know, yeah. so I had to. I had to get used to that. I had to learn. So that that was that was uh, crucial for me to be able to evolve as an artist because that was the one thing too is that I wanted to evolve. And one of the, the things that I was hoping and I know did happen with me signing with Sage is that I wanted to evolve and get better. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then, yeah, then that's like the, the pressure of like, all right, I got to fucking step my game up. Like I got to like, you know, my, my performing... Yeah, I should have said this. Like, so after the first time, the first time I performed, I had such bad cotton mouth that I right. couldn't. Like, I, like you thought I was on heroin or something. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I was always super nervous going on stage, and it was just like I just need to get this over with. Like, I need to not fuck up. I just need to have a, enough solid of a set so it's like, the, you know, that um, there's no, there's really no extras. It's really just like I'm gonna perform this, do the best I can, and that's it. Mm. Um, but seeing him and being around him, I started to get better as a performer, you know? Um, and then it's a big and thing, like man. seeing what as, he as said, I, it I, is. I really it. think in rap for a long time in UK and in America, there was live performance was where so, so many people yeah. let themselves down because, because they're yep. just going out and here's that song. It's like, all right, I could have just put a yep. CD on you know, and yep. the sound would have been, been been better. And there's no performance, and not that it has to be a big stage show or whatever else. But yeah, you need to make people know they're in the room, and this is happening yep. in front of them. It's not just uh, yeah, you, and you know they're in the room. It's not just if they yeah. weren't there, you'd be doing exactly the same. It's like no, this is yeah an exchange. It's it's yeah. it's an exchange of energies between two one hundred percent two groups. You on stage and you off stage. And I think I was always like, I was always a writer. Mm. I liked writing. I liked the, I loved the process of the art form. That was my whole thing. And performing was just something that I had to learn how to do. Like, I don't, I don't, I never really had a natural upbringing of being a performer in front of people. So it's something that I had to like really focus on and get better at. And I think I, but I've also had to be myself because I'm not, I'm not, I don't like flashy. I don't like, um, doing shit just because it's trendy. Like, I had all these rules. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was the other thing, too. Like, I, I was like, I wanted to just kind of be myself on stage. And the thing is, Sage was cool with that. He's like, just do your thing, be you, but 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 be confident and think about th- think about that separately from the writing. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things he told me, too, that, that has helped me to this day is, like, your energy. He's like, take that nervous. I remember he told me this. I was like, because I, I would go out, I would go up to him and, get notes like after my performance and just yeah. like like how did I do like what I how did I do coach like tell me what I, and I remember one time he's like just stop being nervous I'm like dude what the fuck like if I could stop being nervous I would just snap you know what I mean I could do that and what he said to me is like just take the energy that you have that nervous energy and like transform it into something else transform it into another different kind of energy mm. 
And when he told me that, he it's like he was trying to explain the universe. I'm just like, what the fuck are you saying? You know yeah. what I mean? And then at some point, I finally understood, like, oh, like that all that rush that you're feeling, stop, stop using it to hinder yourself and use it to fucking like put the fire out there. Basically, yeah, you need to get um, that out of you. With exactly, your get it out. Yeah, so rather I, than hold it the whole time, and then when you're yes. finished, let it yeah. out. You know, yeah, and that's, and that's I didn't get that until. So yeah, years of performing, and then yeah. I was like, okay, now I now I now I understand what's going on. So yeah, I mean, dude, I you know uh, it was um, it was a, a crazy ride. Like I went on tour with Soliloquist and uh, Soliloquist, uh, ADM, Maker, X144. That was like the first tour with Strange Famous, and that was like the months before the album was supposed to drop. And then what happened is Reanimator's hard drive crashed. Oh, so we had to remake a lot of the beats, so that pushed it back. And then they ended up releasing Buck's album, so that pushed it back. And then it's like it's so it was done in 2006, but didn't come out until 2008. Wow! And in between, then I was performing, but it's like I've I feel like I've done these songs so many times now that like I can't keep touring this album. It's not even out yet. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got stuck. I was like in this place of like fuck, and I was broke. I was like, "What am I gonna do? Like, I don't, I don't know if I can, if I can swing this." Yeah. Basically, uh, I think what I was starting to have self doubt, self doubt, self confidence, like self confidence issues as far as like what I'm like, is this really gonna happen for me? And that's when I had those moments of like, am I going this way? Am I gonna go that way? It's it's mad to get your big break and then have it on pause. Like have it pause yeah. to get that call. Yeah. We want to release your your record yeah. to meet a reanimator to make this record and then yeah. have to almost chill on it for a year yeah. and a bit that's a weird so, situation so that's where i was at i'm like fuck and then i i think i just started to get jaded a little bit mm-hmm. and jaded but just scared i'm like I, I i don't i can't see myself i don't know if i can put all my eggs in this one basket because i have no backup like i don't have somebody who's going to give me money i don't have like a job just waiting for me I got to start putting energy over here in this other world if I want to be able to fucking survive, basically. So so basically between 2008 and 2012, which was like the year between Ugly Truth and when my next album come out, I had just slowly started to drift into this side of like to more towards video production. And, I, and the other thing too is that I regret, but I learned from now is that I didn't see the accomplishments that The Ugly Truth made. I had I had put so many expectations on it that it was going to be that it needs to hit this certain amount and this kind of gain and I I felt like it was a failure a little bit right that's mad but it yeah. wasn't no. I mean I'm still that album still fucking sells it's crazy yeah it feels like it's one of the staple strange yeah. famous releases yeah it's like I never like I I, I didn't really tour it I didn't really promote I didn't you know I haven't I didn't really promote it that much, and it's like it still really did fucking well. So I, I wasn't, my head was in the negative when it came to music at that point. Mm-hmm. Like I was seeing all the negative, and I was like, like putting projections onto it. So I just was like, I, I got to go here. So I was splitting the world of rap and video production, and then um, yeah, I just slowly started to drift away from it. Even though I still love the process of it, but. I mean that that also too. I, I should mention a huge part of, of me going this way was social media. Yeah. Um. During that time of like MySpace, like I loved MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. MySpace was dope. It's like I can put my music here. Like it's just this is my curation of my art. Yeah. 
And then when it started to go to like Facebook and Twitter, it's just like I'm not that I I don't I'm not that guy. Like I don't like it's going such, out and it's such a mad one, man. And, and, and with <sighs> I my kind of I couldn't make it with my kind of label manager hat on, I can look at it and go right as an independent artist these days musically with the 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 lack of avenues to make money because of Spotify because of all these other things mm. you need to be on point on your s- s- socials or on point on everything on your touring on yeah. your live show on yeah. your socials on your on yeah. your output but i can also look at that and go yeah but if that isn't coming naturally to you that i mean even if it is natural to you that place is a fucking hellhole like me again <laughs> <laughs> Me and B and Sage and numerous others have spoken about this ad nauseum, yeah. but this, this uh, these places aren't good, and it's mm. a massive bugbear that we've all kind of been forced to rely upon them to yep. make our careers work. Because it's yeah. it's true, it's not easy to be to do any of these things without social media getting yeah. the word out there. Even with social media, if you're not doing paid posts and whatever else these yeah, days, again, yeah. all been discussed many a time. But I can see how that can be a weird, how that could put you off the industry if you're going like, the- I don't like this place. If this has yeah. to be my place of work as well, maybe I'll go and yeah. work over here because on video production you don't need to be doing any of that shit. That's someone else's job. Yeah, yeah, and you know it's funny now looking back on all that shit like. I don't think I put the label owner hat on until later on in that kind of thing. Because, mm. I mean, you know, obviously Sage gave me an opportunity. And um, the industry went buck wild, though. You know, it's like because it was like a compl- we were used to hand to hand demos yeah. and open mics and shit. And then I got good at I got good at that. I got good at that stuff. Yeah. That interaction on the merch booth, that yeah. building a fan base face to face. Yeah. And I did, and I did really well on like MySpace. I had good numbers on MySpace, and then I'm like, "Fuck, I gotta do this all over again." I was like, "I don't have the energy," and now I have to tell you like what I'm doing during my day. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah, give yeah. a shit. Like, I'm just the, you know, and yeah. So I was like, yeah, this, I don't think this is for me. I don't think this is my. I don't think this is my. Like, I still love music, and I want to keep putting it out, but I don't. I don't think I'm gonna. Do, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to go down that road of, of trying to make this be my career. And that's kind of what happened. Well, well, that kind of happened a little while after. Again, I need to, to, to reminisce briefly on this. When you came yeah. over and did some, uh, yeah. some shows with us in the UK, and I can't decide, that must have been the last time we saw each other. Yeah, yeah. Right, I, I would have thought. How did you find that? Because, again, it's... It was incredible. As, as, that, as Dolan t- talks all the time touring outside of your country is dope but it's also it's not getting in a van and going somewhere it's getting in on a on a train yeah. to a Airplanes, plane then getting yeah, on a plane yeah. then getting in, yeah. in this and doing all that I, I remember it was a 2013 because i remember we were backstage at one point listening to rap god because rap god had just come out and there was a mixture of yeah. joy and annoyance because eminem I don't know. For me personally, I've stopped being a fan of him. But then Rap God came out, and technically, it was jaw dropping. Incredible. As as, yeah. as rap fans, I remember us all being backstage and putting it on, and going, "Oh shit!" And then it keep going and going and going, "Oh shit!" And then him dropping an f bomb, and it being, "Ah, oh, that's a disappointment." <laughs> but then, "Oh shit!" Is you know <laughs> that weird mixed emotions of of when Eminem is as good as he's capable of being. Um, yeah. 
so yeah, like what are your memories of that that br- brief period? It was only a hand handful of sh- shows and whatnot, but yeah, yeah. I mean, so that was uh, I had performed in Finland and I had performed in um, that was really my first experience outside of the U.S. Yeah, yeah, performing, and that was my first time meeting Buddy Peace, who yeah. I had done the album Working Man yeah. with on Strange Dreams. That was my follow up to Ugly Truth. So it was like a and it was my first time really getting to hang out with you. Yeah. So it was more of like this is I'm about to have fun. I don't have to put work in. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like I'm I want to go here and enjoy myself basically. And it was incredible. It cuz there's just like it's like and I've been again I had been to Europe before. It's like dealing with a mature adult is what Europe is like. Yeah. With the US is just like this like annoying bratty teenager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Here we go. Like we're so spoiled with stuff and we're so um our thinking is so young yeah. and immature. Uh, and I think that's the same way how people appreciate music. Yeah. I feel like there's an actual appreciation over there for, for what I think is, is good music. Yeah. Where over here, it's like if you don't have clout, people are just like, ah, fuck you. It doesn't matter what you sound like. You know what I mean? Like if you don't have all these stamps of approval and then meet all of these criteria, I don't even fuck with I you. Think, it doesn't even matter I think if there's I like also- it. A really interesting thing, regardless of of country, I think there's a really interesting thing in the mystery of being from somewhere else. Um, I know when I started off, I played all over the north of England before I ever played in the south, because my thought was, if I'm turning up there and I've got my show on, on point and I've got a record that I've made at home, they're all going to assume I'm this success that I wasn't. And then by the time I came to the south, I kind of was the the success I'd been pretending to be in the north and i think there's a thing with that if you're an american act and you're playing in the uk you must be doing some shit you know this isn't an easy thing someone's flown you out it's not this kind of oh we've got a spare slot at the show yeah you can have it yeah someone's flown you out there's 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 an album there's labels this This is this is legit it's not a a local opener it's the opposite of a local opener you know yeah Honestly, I, I I remember being there. I was like, I should have did this four years ago. Yeah. That's what I was thinking in my head. I was like, I should have, you know, it's like the should have, would have, could have stuff. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, if I, and I, <clears throat> it was funny because that year, so like after we had toured in that December, I found out that my uh, wife at the time was pregnant. So that was like the whole, like complete shift of, of me just leaving uh, music basically. Yeah. But it was incredible, man. Like it was just, um, it felt like almost a little bit like a last hurrah. Like, okay, this is dope. Like, if I had, I mean, I sold out of all my merch. You know, uh, I learned, and I, I learned a lot from you, man. You're like, you're like the the gentleman's hustler. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like you do it, <clears throat> you have a hustle, but you ha- you do it in a way that doesn't seem slimy, and it's not like it seems genuine. But like you're just smart at what you do. Like you're very strategic. My, my outlook was always that things don't have to be one thing if you know what i yeah. mean like yeah so, someone would say oh you're only on the merch booth cuz you'll s- 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 sell more records that way and make more yeah. money it's like oh for sure that's one reason but i'm also yeah. here cuz it's dope to meet people and because of my experience as a fan of sage being on the merch booth and knowing yep i'm buying a record i already own cuz i want the version that's signed by yeah. Sage, and this is the only and ten pound in my experience. pocket. And, yeah, yeah, you're I'm, giving them a memory. So basically. again, it's, yeah. it, it's that realization of right. Yeah, this is 
from a hustle side, this benefits me to be here rather than have someone else yeah. running a merch proof and I'm saving yeah. money on a merch guy. Yeah. All of these yeah. are benefits, but also yeah. it doesn't have to be only that. It can be. I'm yeah. genuinely excited in its... Uh, 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 it, 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 there's value, you know? You But you were doing... You, I think you were just starting to do the podcast. Yeah. I yeah. think you were starting to get into acting. Yeah, yeah. And, like, your music videos are on point. So you were just, like... It was, it was like a different experience for me from a lot of the u.s folks that i met yeah you know what i mean and then just like and i'm the kind of person where it's like it doesn't matter who you are what like where you come from i'm trying to have a learning experience yeah so i treated that whole that whole tour as just a learning experience for me of just seeing how you operate seeing how uk operates and yeah just trying to take it all in so much of that comes from exactly what you said about your first show of realizing that you're allowed to do this Yep. And I think there's yep. the opposite a lot of the time with musicians is there's an entitlement. Like, what, why aren't more people listening to me? Why aren't I signed? Why aren't I doing this? The reason I'd always jump into music videos and tours and all of that with such passion would be, fuck, I'm allowed to make a music video. This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. I'm going yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. to do this rather than, oh, we need to do a video for this or who's going to direct it and whatever else and tours and everything yeah. else. Oh, we need to promote yeah. the record. I'll be like, people are booking me this is insane again it's that I mean, small honestly, town thing it's being a little yeah, I, a kid from a honestly, small town that i'm like i'm always remember on on the u.s tour our manager hitting us up when we played ames iowa and saying look <laughs> we've sold 12 12 tickets do you want to do this or not and i was like mate until this tour i didn't know what ames iowa was i'd never heard of that place so the fact that there's 12 people there who have booked tickets in advance like regardless of who might go oh there's a show on tonight let's turn up the fact that 12 people had bought in advance blew my mind and it was one of my favorite shows because it was just like yo this is nuts i mean that's a so a couple of things on that so i i was into hip-hop being like i can't fucking believe i'm here yeah yeah. Um, I, I had, I've had so many experiences. Like I never traveled as much as a kid. Like I went to like Disney world once and we would travel to like New York city and Boston. My, we weren't going to Europe, but we weren't going to California. So it had given me so much. Like I, you know, I've seen the U S so many goddamn times and got to experience so much that I had felt full. Like I was like, I don't, I don't need anything more from this. Like you've like hip hop has given me so much that that sense of entitlement, like I, I've been given something that isn't entitled. Like this isn't entitled. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm super fortunate to have been able to have done and seen the things that I was able to do, mm. right? So that was another of, of me of like, okay, this feels like a nice little complete thing that I did here. Like I don't need. There's no other expectations of me to have anything else. And then um, to your point about like uh, small, small, small towns, like some of the best shows happen when you don't realize it. You know what I mean? Like, it might be 20 people there. It might be some random city you just booked between two cities. Thinking, like, I just need, we just need to kill time before we get from this major city and this other major city. Yeah. And then that show turns out you just sell a bunch of shit Dude, and everybody's into it. I was, so I was, I was, you I was, just never know. I was walking my dog a few months back, and this guy had a dog, and he came and played with our dog. And he said, I just want to say, you know, I've seen you alive, and, and we met once. He's like you won't remember he started to mention the gig and it's one of the gigs i remember clearest in my head because there was four people there it was in like this nightclub and there was just djs all night and then at like 1am they were moving them aside 
for, for yeah. us. But again, <laughs> it stayed in my head because of the fact that there were four, like we were being paid to be there. I think we were actually on at 2, 2 a.m. We were being paid yeah. to be there. And there were these four people who had sat through this god-awful club night that wasn't, it yeah. wasn't like a hip-hop thing yeah. or anything. It wasn't the right fit. So that gig meant the world to us. So as soon as he mentioned it, I was like, of course I remember that. They had they had fucking that they had hot dogs on sale inside the club. Um <laughs> our room was an an alpine ski lodge, like a fake alpine ski lodge, and we were yeah. a, a playing in there. And it was amazing, like because again, to him it was just this weird night is yeah. what it is. But it's like, no, that's the gig I remember. If that said, Oh, I saw you at at Coco, where you know we've sold out numerous times, it's been amazing. I'd remember it, but it yeah. wouldn't be as as clear a memory. Yeah. That is the stuff yeah. that stands out and surprises like, you. As as the performer, you're like, okay, there's five people here. I'm not gonna, like I hate when people get all pissy, mm. you know, and they just like they get all disciplined, they take it out. Like, it's like no, it's like well, just make this shit a fucking like, experience. Like, how like, easy is it? Here. How easy I'm is here. it? Yeah. yeah, you've got a sold like, out show. It's fucking yeah. easy because as soon as there's you no walk pressure. out, they're cheering. Yeah, yeah. it's when yeah. you've got four people and you smash it. That's the stuff that sticks yeah. with you because you go, yeah, I've got a right to be here. I, I, yeah. That would have been easy to go out and just go through the motions and move on. But we put on yeah. a good show because. Again, that work ethic that Sage and Dolan and everyone else will have dr- drilled yeah. into us. It's like, no, you, yeah. you make it a show for whoever's there. And you know, too, like, yeah, like, you're, there's still people that came out to see you. Yeah. So it's like, what, how, like, how are you, how are they going to feel if you just go out and shit the bed for yeah, them? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that, I mean, life lessons that I've learned through hip hop. So, well, b- before I, I, I wrap things up, I want to talk more. Yeah about the new record because yeah. it does feel like the record of someone who's who's comfortable in what they're doing now, if if mm. if, if that makes sense, knows what they want to yeah. do. There's yeah. there's elements that that remind me of personal journals. And again, I think it's lazy to be comparing Dolan to Sage or anyone else to Sage on Strange Famous mm. and all that. But mm. there's elements of that there because it feels like you've l- lived. I guess it's probably when you're yeah. doing like playing bits of recordings of conversations and stuff like that which yeah all that but again that stuff comes from having done this shit for a while and rather than being oh here's how i make a song here's the beat here's this it's going oh i'm gonna drop that in now i'm gonna have this i'm gonna have a a guest at this point i'm gonna go where we go i'm so much smarter as an artist and uh, i mean a weird thing to highlight as well is the variation in in track lengths, there isn't the Yo, the young kid yeah. kind of thing of it needs to be at least three and a half minutes long to four Yo, minutes. Yeah, like yeah. there's a couple of two minute songs on there, and yeah. I love it when well, an artist what... knows how long that song needs to be rather than it outstanding. Yep. They're welcome. There's loads of of particularly indie rap that'll end up having this long unnecessary outro because they yeah. feel oh yeah. I only wrote a verse and a half and yeah. it needs to go somewhere. The last song on my album is like almost five minutes. Yeah, and I don't give a shit. Yeah, like I'm like this. Like it's that's how that's how long that song felt like it should be to me. Yeah, and it, and I think now it's like I know what I want to make, and I, I I produced the whole album. Yeah, so like I'm I'm going into it being like I know the work of art that I want to create. This yeah. is it. Where before it was like yeah, I was like I would make songs and like I'm like putting the fucking pieces together. It's like now it's like there's more of a strategy. There's more of a strategy musically and artistically. Yeah. Where before, I think I was like, I just try to write dope songs. Yeah. And I wasn't stepping out, and I wasn't the producer. I was just, I was mostly just a rapper. And 
now I like I feel comfortable in the role of being like I'm gonna write this, I'm gonna produce this shit, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have the vision for it. Yeah, and um, yeah, hopefully it comes through like that. Hundred percent so. comes through, and again, it's another thing that excites me about the clear, genuine artistic hunger is that you're producing for other people as well on Strange Famous, and you've yeah, you've, yeah. you've been making beats for new artists that that, that are coming over. Yep. You're taking on that reanimator role of being kind of the guy oh, yeah. in the background, just going, yeah. I'll make this stuff here, it's yours now, see you yep. soon, rather than it all being, I'm back, here's all these bars I've been writing, here's this, here's that. It's like, no, I want to create. I just want to do all of yeah, it. Yeah, right? I mean, I'm at a, uh, you know, it's, uh, I can't, t- I, I think it's like when you, when I didn't have it, I didn't realize I missed it. Yeah. And now that I have it again, I'm like holding on to it for yeah. forever until the in, until the creativity leaves me, you know, because I, that's one of the things that creatives understand is that when you're in the zone, you tap into something that's kind of outside of yourself. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm not I don't, I'm not into like God and religion and all that shit, but there's an energy out there that you just fall into it. It's like a stream that you fall into 100%. and you just right and you just you're just like, I'm going to ride this until it spits me spits me out and I'm doing something else. But, yeah. but while I'm in it, now being a mature adult, I'm going to maximize the shit out of it. And you become aware of that b- because of the break 100%. that you've had. As I said, there's been 100%. so many things that people hit me up about, lyrics or tracks or videos or whatever, and I'll be like, I swear I don't even know the guy that made that because it, you know, yeah. it, it feels so know, far from, from, from what I'm doing at the moment and where I am at the moment. People will hit me up about lyrics from my oldest shit. I'm like, I don't even fucking remember that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I have to go back and listen to it to remember how that shit finished. Yeah, yeah. Or to, or you know what I mean? Like, there's definitely there's some songs that I'll remember because they're so personal. But most of them, I'm just like that guy is just, he's fucking over there now. Yeah. You know, he's like feels a completely different person. And um, yeah. And I think that's that that's one of the um, the energies that I feel like I'm bringing to the label where it's like, look, I'm not, I'm not. You don't have to do anything. But it's like I'm, I'm on, like I'm driving 60 miles an hour, and if you want to come hop in the van. For a little bit, you can come hop in the van with me. But like, I'm not going to stop for you, and I'm not going to do any changes for you, but you can come along for the ride with me. Yeah. And it's been incredible working with Jesse the Tree and Black Lick yeah. and uh, um, some of the new blood at um, Strange Famous. And I'm also working with some of the, uh, like this dude, Trademark, which I don't know if you ever checked his album out, no. Blood Meridian. He was, uh, um, it was like a sleeper that came out in like 2018. He's Dope. He's got a crazy history too, because he was down with Esoteric back in the day. But me and him are working on stuff, so it's just like it's this hodgepodge of people that I'm working with, and it's really based on do our energies work together? Like, do our energy? Like, are we can we find a um, can we find a unity and make something make something special kind of thing? So that's where I'm at, and I'm gonna keep keep moving, and I have. Uh, you know, I'm my my social media strategy is kind of meh, but like <laughs> as far as like the music that I create and like the packaging, like I'm really into branding and packaging and all that stuff. Yeah. And <clears throat> Storm has been great to work with, so me and him have been talking a lot, and I feel like I've been talking to Sage more now than I ever did when I was younger. Oh, that's that's what you know? I said. It's it's why it's I was crazy. like, it's why I hit you up and I was like, oh, oh, we need to talk and get you on the podcast because. It feels now more than ever you're pumping through the veins of Str- Strange Famous rather than yeah. being like, oh, well, there's an album coming out. It's like, no, you're yeah. 
you're pulling in these new this next generation of strange famous artists and you're producing and you're also back doing a a, your own shit i'm glad you briefly mentioned storm there because again the true unsung kind of hero of strange famous just doing so much ideas man he's he's uh, um yeah he's he's the man behind the scenes and it's funny me (laughs) he was the one who was just like when I had talked about the name change, he was just like, what? And I'm like, dude. And then, the, you know, the funny thing with I was talking with him was like, I'm changing my name from prolific to mopes, but guarantee I'm more prolific now creatively than I yeah. was. The yeah. I'm, I'm, so, I'm now yeah. going to be so prolific. I don't need to mention it. Like it's, 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 it's unignorable. I don't need that as my yeah, name. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah. It'd be like me walking in the room and calling myself bearded. You can't avoid that yeah. shit. I'm hairy. Yeah, That's, I don't yeah exactly. That. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, man, I mean, so the, you know, I had this the album that's going to come out in, it's going to come out February 18th, has been done since like early 2021. But Storm came up with the, me, Storm, and Sage came up with the strategy of like, let's introduce these new, new folks. Like, so I had Black's album done and, so I was like, why don't we come out with an EP where you feature Black and Jesse? So, and then we have the name change. So it's like this nice little, and the shit worked. Yeah, man. Like, I can't believe yeah. how people, for one, the reception. I mean, I haven't put anything out in almost six years. Um, yeah. The support that we've had has been incredible. So, um, yeah, I mean, I got recognized in a local paper who fucking would, like, we never got recognition from them. So it's just, yeah. it's like bizarre worlds right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm, I'm just going to keep moving at the pace I'm moving and, uh, um, whatever happens, happens kind of thing, you know? But like the, the, the passion is, is like, is, is fuming right now. So I love it. Yeah. It's exciting yeah. to, uh, to watch, man. And I'm excited for all that's ahead. And I appreciate you taking the time. As I said, the reason I wanted to roll even before we've caught up because I was like, I just want to catch up. That's what it needs to be. There's so much that we, as said, the last time I spoke to you, I spoke to Prolific, and now I'm speaking to me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? All these things. I'm like, let's explain this for everyone to hear. Yeah, and dude, now you're like a famous actor. <laughs> <laughs> There's you know? been changes. There's been some changes. Yeah, this shit is wild. And I just want to say too, man, like we're all rooting for you, man. Like I'm, I'm super proud. And I appreciate it. Again, I'm still still looking at you as like an inspiration to to learn from because it's just it's amazing to see someone be successful in one area then be able to transition and be successful in another area so i appreciate that man you do I'm yeah a, i always remember when me and and gene grace sat down and spoke and we were both talking about how we've been inspired by each other without knowing each other from across the pond because she's always been yeah. that one that i've always felt she'll go and do whatever the f- the fuck she wants and people will have to come along or not come along as you were saying get on board or don't get on board it's your choice and i love that when there's 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 people that we can all be kind of inspiring each other a a back and forth and we might not know but it's it's hitting man yeah and i think that's important man you know and i wanted to tell you that too so i'm I'm glad that you had me on man like it's again it was it, it was uh great to kind of catch up it's been awesome man thank you very much all right dude You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces.
There we go. That was Mopes. This bonus episode and this week's actual episode with GeoWizard, you're going to be hard pushed to find me have more fun in conversations. In fact, the week before as well with Youssef Kakar, three people in a row who I couldn't have been happier to be talking to. One in Youssef that I chatted to on Instagram and stuff, but never actually had a proper chat with for a while. One in GeoWizard, a.k.a. Tom Davies, who I'd never had any interactions with, but I've watched hours of his stuff. And one in Mopes, who I've not caught up with in years. And even though we knew each other, I hadn't really heard his story or his journey. I just knew he was really good at rapping. So yeah, some joyous podcasts of late. I hope you're enjoying them as much as I am. Give us all a shout on the socials. Go get at Mopes. Come get at me. And um, yeah, have a chat, say hello, let me know what you think, let me know if you're enjoying the podcast. It's a weird world at the moment, isn't it, how, I don't know, at times it feels like we're firing all this stuff off into the ether. But yeah, I'm recording loads at the moment as well, it's it's why you're getting fairly regular double episodes, or, you know, bonus episodes throughout the week, because there's so many good people I want to talk to. And as you know, it's not always going to be a huge Hollywood star with millions of followers, there's going to be a variation. And I like to make sure I don't pick based on thinking, oh, that'll give us a spike or that'll do this or do that. And it just means I'm getting so many great people on at the moment. So yeah, it's really good fun. And I appreciate you all for listening. I've been rambling on for ages now, so you're probably not listening to this. But again, if you if you listen this far, come at me on Instagram, come at me on Twitter and let me know. Yeah. So until next week, next week might be huge, right? Next week might be huge. At the moment, the guests I've got lined up for next week, I've not recorded with yet, but probably the biggest guest I've ever had on the podcast. Yeah, I'd say at least as big as any guest I've had on the podcast. So uh, yeah, there's a, there's a, a late into the outro tease for you, isn't there? Yeah, so get ready for that. Lovely. All right, then. I'll see you all soon. Until then, stay safe and stay sane. Ta-ta.